Boom. Hello and welcome to the Executive Protection Lifestyle Podcast, Season 2. With your host, Byron Rogers. This podcast is dedicated to the Executive Protection Practitioner, the Private Security Professional. In this podcast, we're going to talk about the mental, emotional, psychological, physiological fitness that goes into being an efficient and effective Executive Protection Agent. Whether you're in law enforcement, whether you're a mom that's looking at how to protect her children or a father that's focused on how how to protect his family. I believe this podcast has something for all of you. We might even get into some tales from the crypts of true Hollywood stories from time to time. I'm doing this podcast because I feel the reality of this job is simple. If you really want to be good at executive protection, it's more than just a job. It really is a lifestyle. And those of you who've been in the game for any serious amount of time, you already know what I'm saying is true. So if that sounds interesting to you, Enjoy the show. Out. Boom! Yo, what's up, you guys? Hey, I am up in here looking forward to hanging with any of you guys who happen to be uh, live and able to hang out for a little bit, man. I just want to do a quick EPL Live and just connect with you guys, man, and see what is going down in the group. Going to answer some questions today about um, just things that I think people wonder about with regards to getting into EP, things that people who are in EP might wonder about. Talk about kind of how my business changed as a result of the pandemic uh, and things that I think, uh, things that I think uh, will uh, help you guys do better during, you know, these times of unsafety taking some notes i'm gonna talk about um age with regards to executive protection gonna talk about females and executive protection a free webinar that i'm going to be giving that's going to dig deeper into these things and really outline an opportunity for you guys to work together with me which i think is probably one of the best uh, opportunities with regards to achieving success in the executive protection industry. Um, and if you guys can hear me, give me a seven so I know my audio and everything's coming through in the chat uh, on the sidebar uh, as you guys trickle in here, giving you guys a few minutes just to, to hop on the call. So if you can hear me, just type seven in the comments and uh, I'll know that we're good to go and then I'll, I'll start really getting into it. Let's see your background. I'm going to talk a little bit about how significant is your background. I'll give you a formula for getting into the game. And then we'll talk a little bit about, unless you guys have questions, feel free to ask questions at any time. This, I really want this to be a two-way uh, conversation with me and you guys. These topics are fallbacks in case no one decides the same thing. Yo, what's up, Eric? Good to see you, man. Thanks for the seven. Good to go. That's what's up. Uh, so at least I know the audio and everything is up and working. Might hit our wall a little bit and see what's going on inside the group. So yeah, at any time you guys have a question or anything you guys want to talk with me about, shoot me a little uh, a little message and I'll, I'll address it here. You know, and really I just want to talk about too. You know, I mean I built this group years ago uh, and you know I've been running around creating other things in the industry so you know i want to make it more of a point to come back to this group 
and um, make sure I'm still investing in this group personally as well because it, you know, it's really grown into, yo, what's up, Mike? Good to see you, man. Thanks for the seven. Appreciate that. Um, it's really good to see what this group's turned into, the community it's turned into, the impact we've had on the industry uh, as a result of all of us gathering. Um, you know, and also we, you know, I don't know if you guys know, we also have another group in, on LinkedIn. So, you know, there's another asset there. And as we know, Facebook, Facebook's like, you know, it's like high school, you know, but I would say LinkedIn is more like the country club, you know what I'm saying? Facebook, you know, Instagram's like recess, like Instagram's like, you know, like recess, you're playing around or whatever. Facebook's more like kind of more high school. It's like kind of, you know, you, you gotta be respectable. But then LinkedIn is, is corporate. You know, you're you're in the country club there. So um, lots of opportunities to work and join forces in our LinkedIn group uh, with serious professionals, not just kind of, you know, people that are just having a good time online, which is fine too. So I want to encourage you guys to do that. And then I'm going to talk a little bit about the different tools I've put together to help you guys do better jobs of what you're doing, you know. So um, with regards to, you know, the school that I've put together um, for executive protection agents, which is just so much more than just training. It's much more. Literally, we join forces and I work with you for the duration of your career to help ensure success and you get a network and coaching and a lot of support and tools that evolve with your career. Not just you get trained once and then you're supposed to go out and kill it, right? So it's, it's a new approach to training. It's the, I think it's a new way training's gonna happen, personally. Um, you know, we'll talk about that tool. We'll talk a little bit about the symposiums, those tools. Um, we'll talk, maybe we'll hint, maybe I might let you guys in on a little something I'm trying to, ex I'm gonna execute on by the end of this year that's going to be more hard skill centric. I'll tell you that. Uh, be able to train with some of you guys on some hard skill stuff. Uh, and, and you know, the podcast, I have two podcasts now, not just Executive Protection Lifestyle, but also the Protector podcast. So one is private security centric EPL, Executive Protection Lifestyle. And then another one, the other one is just protection centric for civilians and anyone who just wants to learn protective tactics. Eric, yo, thanks for hitting me with a comment. Let's see what you got here. Just a quick hello and thank you for the fantastic course. I learned a tremendous amount in a very short time and I'm very grateful to you. Thank you so much, Eric. Uh, man, that means the world. That means the world. Are you talking about um, the training day or are you talking about the protector symposium? Let's see here. I can't quite look at your profile, but uh, just wondering. But anyways, thank you so much, man. That means the world. You know, getting this feedback and getting these comments honestly puts gas in my tank because it's a digital space, you know, so I create content and I just like put it out there, you know. So sometimes you just kind of sit here and you're like, all right, well, hopefully that did some good, you know. Uh, hopefully that helps some folks. And so when I hear feedback like that, man, it... Um, it really means the world. It's like, all right, keep going. You're doing some stuff that's actually people are finding some value in, which is, is, is ultra valuable to me, you know. So, yeah. So, I mean, really, you know, it'd be good to hear from anyone listening kind of what the pandemic's been like and how it's affected you guys. 
how it's affected your careers and how it's affected just your business, you know, and like what you guys are doing to survive out there. For me, I think part of what I'm excited about when it comes to training day and the League of Executive Protection Specialists is the fact that the backbone, oh, awesome, Eric, you just completed training day. All right, so you're talking about the online school. Heck yeah, man, awesome. And I'm glad we're, we're, we're in that together. So uh, that's meaningful, man, thank you. And it's awesome seeing folks that are part of the school and part of the league out there in the industry training. I'll talk more about that as well, but um, thanks so much, Eric. I really appreciate that. But yeah, like, so what I, what I, what I see is there are going to be things that are going to happen in our industry, especially in my opinion, towards the end of this year that are going to impact where and how we make money and what types of jobs are out there. Um, and your degree of access to them and your ability to fly over those circumstances effectively and stay in the game and continue being successful is going to come from your network. It's going to come from the people you have surrounded yourself with generally, whether it's in the form of clients or other private security relationships. So you might be at the agent level in your career where you're working a specific client, a specific job. Your goal should be to have a network of people, a pool of people that you're having frequent enough contact with to stay relevant and warm to, right? Keep them warm to you. Um, that if you do need to move or something needs to happen, boom, you can push the little red button and you can move around in the industry as needed. And this is something we talk about in training day. With the league, one of the things I teach is you're always marketing, you're always selling security, you're always um, expanding your sphere of influences. And whether you're doing it in here, in the EPL group, whether you're doing it uh, in other places online, um, it's very important that you, as the agent, understand that this industry is feast or famine. Uh, it's one of the most unfair industries in the world. And uh, at any moment, any and everything can change. If you want it to be more feast than famine, and if you want to be able to smooth out the bumps of the seasons, right? Because there's always seasons in this game, especially if you're chasing the pager, right? You'll get a job. You work that job, it's good, you're eating, boom, the sheet goes back to the Middle East, and then it's quiet for a while, right? You always have to be selling security to your clients and your brand of security, your level of efficacy, your uh, quality of security work to your peers, you know? Um, and, you know, from me, this comes to you as a peer. You know, I'm 34, I've been in the industry 10 plus years, I've been around the world, cool. But like, I'm just mid-career in this game and getting text from clients in this game and it's just like, you know, I'm here learning with you, but I'm here to give you all the skills that have helped me be able to create a stable and uh, dependable career that I, I can be pretty proud of. So, you know, for those of you who kind of get hung up on that, you know, 
Um, I don't think of myself as an instructor. I think of myself as a teacher and as a peer who's learning with you, who just wants to give you, you know, answers to my homework, basically. What's worked for me, you know, which is counterproductive and counter, it's counterintuitive in this industry, but it's actually very productive because as I contribute to a higher quality private security professional, I contribute to a more stable and respectable industry, which then, as you always hear me say, a rising tide lifts all ships at sea. We all create something of higher value. We all can charge more. There's more than enough abundance and clientele and opportunity in this private security game. You know, the scarcity mindset, I don't believe really should be in our industry. Um, this industry is supposed to was supposed to double in the next 10 years. But I remember reading that statistic in a report about two to three years ago. Okay. And now we've had all these different pandemics and different intense uh, changes in American culture take place, which has destabilized much of the safety that people take for granted, which then increases the demand and is much more of a proof of concept for having security and manpower, which all of this equates to us being able to expand and take more contracts and protect more people. So I genuinely believe that right now what we're going into is going to be a time of abundance inside of our industry. Now, how we handle that abundance is paramount, and I believe how we handle that abundance is really going to dictate what the next few decades of our industry is going to look like for all of us. If, in fact, like some things I've heard are happening in Florida, we have private security professionals continuing to undercut each other and just continue to try to gimme, 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 gimme contracts and go low and fast into the industry, um, it can and will wound the industry in that area specifically, um, and it may bleed into the rest of the industry. So um, I really want to encourage people to have enough honor to be able to make sure you're not lowballing the value of the services that you are providing. It is extremely important, yay, dare I say, let him who has ears to hear, hear. The industry is depending on you. The integrity of our industry and the integrity of our profession, we're all depending on every single one of us. We're all in this together, whether you realize it or not. It's like, you know, I mean, I don't want to get into other demographic specific issues, but when you belong to a demographic, you know, one veteran does something, everyone kind of looks at the veterans they know a little weird, you know? One black person does something, you know, and next thing you know, I've got people telling me, hey, you should grow an afro out, man. I'm like, I'm not into that. And they're like, well, you should, because I saw a black guy with one, you know, like these are the types of things that happen. So the way one professional acts, everyone will all, because brains are always looking for shortcuts, right? Brains are always looking for quick ways to do things. People like to lump us all into certain groups. So this is why I believe the highest contribution I can make is to contribute to a higher quality professional, right? So what I'm saying all this to say is, guys, when you're out there and you're getting contracts and you're even working for contracts, uh, it's paramount to the well-being of our industry that if you seriously call yourself a professional and you want to do something good for yourself and the industry, make sure you have prices that can keep integrity, prices that are respectable, 
to our industry and with regards to what we're doing. You know, you can't expect someone to put their life on the line for how for some of these prices that I hear uh, people are charging to do the work that other professionals are supposed to make a living doing. Now, fortunately, when you dig into the quality of that work, in many cases, you see that the lack of character that is synonymous with lowering your prices to take a contract with, from some from another person or to undercut or lowball and do things like that generally yields a lower quality work product organically because the quality overall of the demographic that's willing to work at that level is generally not very well experienced, unexperienced, untrained. It's just not the same quality. So whilst someone can sing and dance and preach a good message about their former law enforcement and military folks, they will have a problem delivering the same type of quality that a seasoned executive protection professional can render. And once the client becomes a connoisseur of fine private security deliverables and uh, private security work products, if the client ever becomes adept at recognizing the pros, the specialists from the generalists, then those folks that hold steady to their pricing, their promises, the quality of their work product are then sought out and they really so really take a really good stronghold on the accounts that they get after this first set generally is selected. As with most organizations, security doesn't make money so they want to um, find the lowest cost for the biggest bank. It's a definition of, of, of efficiency, so I don't blame them for that. So this is kind of a conversation I've been wanting to have in the industry, you know, uh, we're all accountable for what we charge. We're all accountable for what we charge and all accountable for what we have people work for. Um, and we're all accountable for what we agree to work for um, because it impacts every single one of us. And what we're going into now, word on the street is, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, I hear that LA may be opening up their CCWs, opening up the county to CCWs. Awesome. This is awesome. This is great news. There's so much more talent that can come out of LA with regards to the executive protection industry. However, I believe it also is very important now to consider the reality that uh, if you were in this industry in Southern California and you were killing it, there's gonna be a lot more competition. So when I talk about in my training day success package and we talk about how to market yourself, how to build a brand, how to develop your resume, how to interview on your first job interview in the executive protection industry, how to interface with your team, right? No one talks about interfacing social dynamics around teams. When I talk to you, interfacing with your client, uh, interfacing with your boss, you know what I'm saying? When I take you from uh, inception of, I think I wanna get in the industry, or I've been in the industry for a while, but I wanna up my game, like I want those contracts. I wanna to try to get to another level, right? When I help you learn how to build your own dynamic brand 
and I teach you how to market it online, and then I teach you how to market it in person, and I teach you where to go to widen your sphere of influences and widen your sphere of relationships because the only things that will come to you, everything positive and negative in life will come to you through a relationship. Examine that thought. When I start to teach you all of those things about how to dynamically build your own brand in the executive protection industry, whether it's under the table and off the radar or it's high visibility, um, and that's just part of that whole product and package, right? Now it's going to become more important than ever before because the demand for our services are expanding. However, the doors and the floodgates are open to who's getting into the industry, uh, especially with LA opening up the floodgates and allowing CCWs, you're gonna see more and more professionals. Now you're also gonna see, I mean, I'm not trying to prophesy a thing, I could be wrong about all this, but I'm just shooting from the hip on some tectonic plates that I think might be shifting around in our beloved game. Wanna give you guys a tip. You guys are my crew, this is Executive Protection Lifestyle. Facebook page. I love you guys. I love what this has become. If you guys have any questions, comments, suggestions, additions, deletions, hit me in the comments and uh, I will address those things. But as I see these plates and these shifts in our uh, in our world taking place and with regards especially to law enforcement, um, who's getting beat with the ugly stick, you know, I've had conversations with multiple law enforcement officers, agents, and individuals that are kind of like, yo, so, private security, what's up? You know what I'm saying? Because who, you know, it's 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 obvious why, you know? Um, and so we're gonna be experiencing, I believe, a migration from that fallout um, as well on many different levels. Um, and we will also begin to dip into the demographic that would normally just go into law enforcement without even considering private security and executive protection. So there, if you were struggling to be successful and gain traction and visibility in our industry 10 minutes ago, there, in my opinion, is a great probability that that stack of resumes that you were trying to defeat and gain visibility within is going to get a lot thicker within the next five to seven years, like quickly. Very quickly. This is happening right now. I did, I was hiring for a residential security detail, uh, one of my residences, this last week. And I was like, man, there is so much talent coming in right now. You know what I'm saying? So, and I'm talking about overqualified, you know, talent. So, understanding how to market yourself digitally, understanding how to market yourself physically, interpersonal skills, all the things I'm teaching inside of training day. They've never become more important. You can, you know, um, and the feedback I'm getting from people who are achieving success, getting contracts, getting placed in positions is amazing. You're gonna see me start rolling more of that stuff out. But this isn't time for me to talk about training day yet and how we can work together and how I can help you have this, make this the best uh, year of your private security career. I'm gonna talk about that a little bit more at the end. Um, but I just wanna talk about the changes I see coming, you know? and things that you guys can look out for and also can benefit from. What I don't want to see and what I know can happen very quickly is really good dudes, because here's the dilemma. As a hiring manager, as a guy who owns a company and is constantly trying to hire uh, high quality individuals, here's the dilemma. You get a stack of resumes, you know, you first 
preliminary interview, you know, you, you survey the resume, you take a look at it, you take a look at the picture, you know, all things you need to make sure you do well. If you do not follow instructions, I will not call you. Most guys I know, there's a stack of resumes, we will not call you. If I say send me a, a, a photo, and I won't say professional photo, because I want, I'm just gonna slide you guys a little bit of stuff we talk about in training day, right? I ain't gonna tell you professional photo. I'm gonna say send me a photo. I wanna see what your gauge on the type of photo you should send me is, right? Then, and the resume, you know what I'm saying? And you send me your photo and your resume, and some, I've, I've gotten some really hilarious photos, terrible photos, like you thought this was a professional photo photos, but the thing that breaks my heart is, that guy might be a, such a good dude. Like he might be the type of guy that we could kick in doors and handle business with, and he just might not know because of where he grew up. He just might not have any idea and that's why I put together, you know, the training, the online training, because it's like, like there was a guy this last time and I told him when I finally called him and interviewed him, I said, look, you know, you seem like a really cool, well-adjusted, down-to-earth guy. You got all the skills. You're great. I'm like, but you need to smile on your photo, bro, because <laughs> you look so mean in your photo. I almost didn't even call you, you know, like, and I'm saying this out of love, you know what I'm saying? You know, pro tip, especially now with what's going on in the world where clients really have to heavily consider whether they're ideologically opposed to it or not, they need to be able to have someone with them that's going to contribute positively to their brand and they need to lower their level of liability. So the whole tough guy thing, far out the window, crammed out the window, been out the window for years. You need to look like an extremely intelligent, congenial, right? So this means smile, homie. You need to smile, buddy. I mean, it depends on what you're looking for, what type of contracts you're looking for. But I'm gonna tell you my personal opinion, the gross majority of contracts that you're gonna be able to find uh, are gonna want you to be congenial, you're gonna be smiling, you need to be positive, you need to have good energy, and you need to basically look so good in your photo that you're sending the hiring manager that that hiring manager would be proud to put you in front of the client. So if you're not smiling, while all these corporations and brands need to be conscious of cultural considerations, your ability to adapt to their corporate culture, your ability to flow with whatever's going on, and also need to make sure they consider to mitigate your propensity to be heavy handed to solve problems. This is a paramount concern of anyone who's bringing is a paramount concern for me as a business owner, right? So the days of looking tough in your professional photo that accompany your resume, in my opinion, have passed or looking cool, looking all tactical. No, clean photo, clean background, nice headshot. I need to be able to see everything. It'd be great if it's a body shot. You know what I'm saying? Because if you're in shape, you want to leverage that. If you're not in shape, I encourage you to get in shape because you will live a higher quality life. That is scientifically proven. It is just a fact. You will live a higher quality, longer lasting life with more positive relationships. Just a thing. You'll also be more potent in the workplace with regards to the opportunities that you can retrieve. And I just tell you that because I love you. Most people don't love you enough to tell you the truth. So I'm saying photo, positivity, clean cut, um, throw a suit on, look good. It's literally like your first make or break. You get in the left and right pile in many cases 
That resume and photo combo needs to be on point. Um, and follow the exact specific instructions. Um, especially with the online stuff, you know, if I am interacting with someone and being like, hey man, can you do a quick Zoom meeting? And they're asking me all kinds of weird questions, trying to get too much information, da 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 I'm literally gauging whether I want to work with them or not by the way our conversation, by the way we're interacting. Like some people, I just stopped talking with and was like, hey man, situation, position's filled. Because they, w- I would text them one thing, they would text me back like four questions. And I was like, mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. No, you're too much work to work with. I appreciate questions, especially when they're around the topic of clarification. But as a boss, my goal is to create and make leaders, right? So I want you to use some initiative and I need you to make good decisions. And the way you're gonna do that is by making decisions. And I need to know you have the confidence to make decisions. I will back your plays. I will take my lashes and I will make sure I equip you with as much information as you need to be successful. However, my biggest, one of the biggest things you guys, if you're at the agent level, should be aware of when it comes to interacting with your employer is you, it's almost like interacting with your client. You wanna be able to say, got it, yes. And then you wanna come back with the job done son like that's how the whole game and the whole jump off needs to go down like the less you need the less coaching the less help like i mean maybe it's some of the marine in me it's like yo don't ask me how i got it done i'm gonna get it done i'll be back before drop dead time and those are the guys that excel because those are the guys that figure it out i need figure it out son so i will give you the information you need to succeed Don't get in your head and start second guessing yourself and need to ask me a million questions. So you make yourself more work to work with. You versus the guy who's like, sweet, boom, these are instructions, I'm gonna knock it out, boom, be right back. That guy's going to beat you, all right? Because as an employer, we have a million different things that we need to deal with and we need to deal with effectively, right? Uh, Let's see here. Eric, what you got, man? Blasting out a question here. Stand by. I just started my first day at UPN last month and was brought on as 1099 employee. I'm coming from the insurance industry and have liability concerns. Do you by chance know of insurance policy I can purchase to protect myself while I am not under the umbrella of a W-2 employer? That is a sophisticated question. Let's see here. So you are basically security contracting. I use the mechanic group. Um, so you can reach out to them. Um, USCCA also offers insurance for CCW, for having a CCW. Uh, Last I heard, they might be offering something that is over and above what they offer for personal stuff. They didn't offer something for work, but those would be the two places I tell you to look, because that's what I use. Mechanic Group and uh, USCCA is the combination I use for when I'm on and off duty. So, yeah, man, hope hope that helps, brother. Thanks for the question. Anybody else got questions, hit me up, man. I'll pause and address whatever you guys is on your guys' minds. Um, So yeah, man, when you start interacting with your employer, it's very important you start doing that. Now, uh, all of this stuff is very important because really there's, I believe there's gonna be a lot more opportunities that are going to be coming our way as agents on the ground. Um, 
And you, and the very interesting thing is the relationship between the way you build a robust career as an agent on the ground and the way whoo, the way you build a robust career as a business owner. So it's like when you're the agent on the ground, it's like relationships, going to jobs, meeting people, training with people, getting more, your name out there and getting people to know who you are so that when opportunities come, they call on you. Then when you get into owning your own business and your PPO and your, your, your company, it turns into getting your company out there, um, meeting more professionals actually, in my experience, getting more professionals around through your company and um, getting more exposure that then ends up in more diverse situations and areas that actually in the same way brings you back more opportunity. So it's a very interesting symbiotic relationship between the two as to how you end up building your books as an individual and then how you build your company. Um, so, you know, I think all of these things are very important. And, you know, we're gonna be moving into some more, um, we're gonna be moving into some more products as I get into the end of the year here um, that are going to be around building business and around um, around a number of the things that I'm speaking about here. So you guys just sit tight and uh, keep an eye open for those. You know, so when I'm not in this group, spending time with you guys, I'm out there um, creating high quality products. Let's touch real quick on a few more topics before I start to go into tools that I have built that are going to help you guys as professionals do your job better, become better, and get through that glass ceiling that I know many of you are dealing with. Uh, age, man. Age is a very important component. Um, it is job-specific. It's career-specific. And if you guys want any swag, right now our swag is a little bit... Uh, my online store is under construction, but you guys can send your orders to admin at bravoresearchgroup.com. I got shirts like this. I got hats like this. Woo! And I got the black on black ones too, you know what I'm saying? And we got some Protector Nation swag. You can go on my website, look at it, and then send an email to admin at executive protection lifestyle at, at uh, bravoresearchgroup.com. Nonetheless, age, age is very important. Um, age tends to be a job specific consideration. Some details want you to have more age under your belt. Some execs want a guy they can move around with that will blend into the environment and will seamlessly uh, be able to deal with the culture. Um, it's just one of those things that isn't an issue unless you cannot sell security, I like to call it. you. If you still look capable, if you still, um, someone can just look at you and feel that you make the environment safer. I mean, I got a buddy who just texted me right now. He's 50-something. He smoke-checked me in pretty much every area other than like bodybuilding, like weightlifting, which I'm not a bodybuilder guy, but like I'm just overall physically stronger, but he's faster, quicker, more healthy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like it just is what it is, you know? So if you are, you need to take care of yourself and you're with it here and here, then you're fine. The end is there's, there's a lot of different, the beautiful thing about the private security industry is you know, you have all these client sets and demographics. You have all these different types of opportunities. 
whether it's faith-based opportunity, whether it's industrial, whether you're protecting product, whether you're protecting people and doing executive protection, then you have all the different age groups and different types of things people do when they need protection. There's so much that uh, if you're finishing your second career, you know, or even a career in law enforcement or the military, the private security industry is a great place to go because there's almost always an opportunity until you're pretty much not physically capable. And then you can get into cybersecurity. <laughs> you know, so there are a number of contracts and situations. Back to kind of what I was talking about earlier, what we're generally looking for that's very hard to teach is a level of social intelligence within the professional that will allow us to place them next to a client and uh, achieve that connection, you know, that can really, really get us a secure hold on a contract and on a relationship, a lasting relationship, because that's what the hold is on the contract, you know. So it's essentially like dating. The client is going to be dating the, the security professional, and what we're really looking for is the type of professional that understands how to survive in that client's social setting, in their culture, in their world can be there when he needs to be there, can be not there when he needs to not be there, and be in the shadows when he needs to not be there, right? Whilst maintaining the high, highest level of protection for the client. Um, and these skills generally do come with time. They generally do come with maturity and experience. And uh, they're very much depending on the client demographic as well. So uh, age is nothing that you should allow um, to keep you out of this game. If you're an accomplished, um, retired law enforcement, military, whatever. The other thing is really vocation. Then the doors are wide open to you. The other thing that I find very interesting is vocation. You know, um, if you're a retired chef, you know, if you're a retired, um, you know, you're a barista at Starbucks, you know, the industry's not closed to you. You know, if you're a waiter or a waitress for a while, you know, and you're like, maybe I just want a career change. This sucks. I sold insurance. I sold car insurance. You know, uh, Elijah Shaw sold cars for a year, right? It's like, well, I don't have any law enforcement or military background. It's like, no, this isn't a good reason not to get involved in our industry because really what I, what you will understand, whether painfully or gratefully, you know, what you cannot run from in this industry is it's beautiful. It's amazing. The opportunities you have, amazing. I could go on forever. I've seen well over 70 countries within the first couple of years of doing it. You know, I've been backstage. I've had opportunities. I've been in inaugurations. It's just ridiculous, the opportunity. Some scuba diving, doing all kinds of crazy stuff, right? But it is a service industry. And there are really high highs, man. And if you don't manage your expectations, there can be really low lows. So... Um, this is another chapter I cover when I, you know, teach inside the training day pro program, the cognitive dissonance that can result from not understanding the psychology behind what makes you a strong executive protection uh, professional. Um, so um, if you have a background that's not law enforcement or uh, private security centric or, 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 or military centric, um, it's not really an impediment. And this is how I see it. And this is how I know a number of hiring managers see it. There are a number of awesome guys in our industry that didn't do military law enforcement. Jared Vendries, uh, uh, Elijah Shaw, Christian West. You know, like these guys haven't gone through that gauntlet, but they've been great in this industry because they have what it takes, you know. And the reality is, I would say if you understand service and how to take care of another human being, 
then you're in a good spot. In fact, when I look at resumes, I look to see if someone's done things that have to be, that are service oriented. I look to see if someone does something that's uh, managerially oriented, that they can organize and lead other people and lead teams, um, but then that they have the logistical skills to be able to organize things and trips and stuff like that. Really, and we get into this in training day when we talk about how to make your resume dynamic and certain things pop, that people who know what the job really requires are really looking for. Your sub-second draw is not going to help you be effective in the executive protection industry um, unless a number of things possibly go wrong and you have to use it, right? But there's a great chance. There's some There's some degree of chance. It says maybe you will be in that spot where, boom, you're the man. And in order to be the man, you got to be the man. So hopefully you're the man. But the reality of this game is, and I say this in my course all the time, hard skills may save lives, but soft skills get you paid. As a civilian with work experience, you have soft skills unless you haven't been paying attention or something, you know? So there's so much of you that can be marketed and leveraged to make you more effective in this industry at having a very effective and valuable career. Um, you just need to know how to leverage it, how to make it stand out, how to make it pop, and how to market yourself. And that's what I teach. So, and, and I'm going to go more into this stuff uh, in the webinar that you guys We'll see in the comments up above. If you guys want to hear that webinar and find out how we can join forces and work together, um, you should see in the comments uh, above this video or around this video somewhere a link to get your seat for that webinar. So really around backgrounds, law enforcement folks, law enforcement folks, there's cognitive dissonance and issues that I have with that we that you guys organically have coming into this industry, right? EPL, what's up? One of the small ones is, can you get work done without a badge? You know, you've been so used to for years, just walking in and being like, what's up? You know, what's up and badging your way into things. Sometimes I find that um, law enforcement professionals have an issue with being able to get things done and having the social dynamics to be able to effectively show, at a, show up at a FBL, a private airport, and get tarmac access and be able to drive our cars out on the runway without a badge, you know? So there's cognitive dissonance around that. And you know, you used to be the man, you know what I'm saying? And now you're just a civilian and you gotta get special, try to see if you can cut through the tape and get special privileges, right? Military folks of one on which, you know, we struggle when it comes to just not being so stinking hardcore, you know what I'm saying? We gotta learn how to value civilian ethics and principles and values, right? We got to learn how to deal with the reality that, you know, people just don't see things the way we do and we need to refine ourselves and have the finesse to be able to seamlessly move through a number of different corporate environments, uh, familial and home-centric environments, and we got to shave off the rough edges. I might, you might be 100% awesome. I'll go to war with you. You know what I'm saying? And we can kick in doors together and we can take over a country together, right? But if you can't find a way to adapt and um, get yourself dug into the, your new social environment um, and find some connectivity in the new social environment within your client's life, my friend, the client, or the uh, 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 the principal, the client, the decision maker, the suit, whoever it is, will pull me aside and say, you know, Jeff just, you know, he just doesn't quite, you know, he just isn't really like, 
He's, I just, you know, that'll happen. It's a real thing. So, you know, I've seen some really good guys lose, you know. So, background's not that important. Um, being able to market yourself and sell yourself, like I teach in training day, is very important. But don't let your background stop you from getting into this industry. I don't believe it's ever a good a good thing. Just make sure when you try to get into this industry, you're doing it in a smart and intelligent way. Um, which I hope you'll allow me to, to take you on a journey and teach you how to do. Um, let's see. Formula for getting into the game tools. Uh, we are getting close. I want to make sure I hit on some of these tools. Real quick, I'll touch on a formula for getting into the game. Um, and this is one I talk about at length in an earlier episode on season one. Uh, this is something I teach the real deep ins and out of ins and outs of inside the training day success package. If you guys want to check that out, go to www.executiveprotectiontrainingday.com or hit the link around this video and you will uh, get a free seat to an opportunity for us to work together. Don't miss the opportunity opportunity waits for no one. Nonetheless, you know, when it comes to getting into the private security industry, um, the reality of this game is you need to learn how to widen your sphere of influences and you need to understand how to do that deliberately and efficiently, right? So um, you need to understand how to develop an executive protection centric resume, which means you need to understand the values of executive protection uh, and those values being more around um, customer service, like I was talking about, administrative and logistic abilities, and really managerial skills, being able to manage time and people. These are things that uh, that we, we like to see in your resume. Things such as Toastmasters or self-help things, those are also good because this means you're going to have the confidence to be able to interact with clients and other people uh, efficiently and effectively. It, it speaks to a higher level of social intelligence that will be required, right? So you need to make sure you have that bad boy dialed in. We talk also about interfacing with your employer and how to do a good a good uh, interview in my course. And I think really the, the pointers are, you know, like a few little quick bullets on that is make sure your eyes are, are, are cross and your dots are, well, I messed it up. Make sure your T's are crossed and your eyes are dotted with regards to your professional, the way you look. Think about three positives and three negatives about yourself before you go in there and don't talk about how, oh, I'm just a perfectionist. I just like everything to be so perfect. So, you know, I just, it's probably something I struggle with. What's the other one I hear all the time? You know, I just like things to be done right. Like, don't do that. Like, be extremely honest, blindingly honest, because what most hiring managers are looking for, if they're smart, they're not looking for tactical capabilities. They're looking for character. I can be with you. Uh, I can teach you tactics, but I can't teach you character, right? So that's if I was going to tell you one thing about doing a good interview, it's really focused on being terribly, terribly authentic. Do not... Uh, hide or be insecure about your deficiencies. Rather, when you outline your deficiencies, outline them with the energy and the desire and the like um, a vulnerability kind of standpoint of being like, I can learn anything. Um, these are my deficiencies. I know what they are. And these are my strong points. And I know what they are. And I am here to learn how you guys do it, you know, and then 
One line that's been helping a lot of my students uh, who are getting contracts because the formulas we have in training day work, there is drop drop the three brands line, man. I represent three three different brands. My personal brand, your brand, and the client's brand. And that's the way I go to work. When I go to work, when I show up, I know I represent these brands and that's how I'm going to be working for you. Um, so that's another... I'm just giving you guys just a little something, something that has been working for people out in the field. If you're looking at being more dynamic in the workplace, in our industry, at finding opportunity. And then there are some strategies around going to courses, meeting people at those courses and how you can deal with those relationships. Strategies around creating, uh, manufacturing and cultivating high value relationships inside of inside of the industry that end up bearing fruit of opportunity for you in this game. Um, but if you want to hear more about all this stuff, there's a link inside the comments to join me for a live webinar. I believe it's next week. So join me for that live webinar and I'm going to dig a lot deeper into these things. So I want to go ahead and wrap this bad boy up in the next 10 minutes. I'm going to talk a little bit about tools. And then one other strategy that I'm going to go into is the digital strategy. What we do here, how do you leverage these groups? How do you make yourself more effective and more attractive in these groups to gain more efficacy and um, to gain higher quality relationships and visibility you know being able to network during a pandemic is big you know while no one's having connectivity some people are sitting at home waiting to network no members of the league executive protection specialists people I'm working with are networking all around you right now and they're passing up many other people in the industry right so that's how the game works so I want to be able to join forces with you guys hit that link that's in the lower corner of the screen in the comments join me for a live webinar where we're going to go deeper into all this stuff or go to executive protection training day.com and let's join forces so some other tools that i've put together first and foremost what is executive protection training day executive protection training day is an online um is an online uh kind of more than just training you get training, but it's a success package. I'm sorry, that's the word I was looking for. It's an online success package. So you get trained. You get the understanding of how to do executive protection. But beyond that, you get the understanding of how to market yourself, how to build your own brand, how to make your resume more attractive, how to interview, how to interface with your clients, how to interface with your team. You think you want to work with the clients. You actually have one in the car and you don't know what to do, right? How to work with your team, how to create a culture at your workplace that actually will make your workplace a place of cooperation instead of um, instead of competition. And that's what really ends up mattering in the long run. So you don't hate where you work and who you work with. Um, and we've had tremendous success in this course. You learn these things. It's not one of those courses where you go to it and like, yeah, once upon a time I took this amazing course. And then I went out in the industry and they expected me to kill it. No, negative. It's one of those things where you have access to the information forever. So as your career evolves and it's like, yeah, I took this course and it got me this job. And like five years later, I became good enough on the detail for them to send me on a one, one man advance to a country and I need to do a solo advance and the client's gonna be flying in in the next 48 to 72 hours. What do I do? Oh, let me go to my notes of that course that I went and sat through, negative. You'll have access to our coursework forever. It's video centric and I upgrade it as well on an almost annual basis. So the 
information will become more and more pertinent and more and more dynamic as your career evolves. And you'll always have me as an instructor, literally, you'll have access to me as an instructor. Through the videos, it'll exist forever, but also on multiple different levels, I stay um, as a peer instructor to you, right? So let's talk more about that. So not only do you have access to the information, but you have access to a group. Well, we'll talk more about my what I do. You have access to myself on a weekly basis. I go into the group, we have live meetings, and I meet with you via Zoom meeting with the whole entire class. I address any questions anyone has. Sometimes I have other uh, professionals at the top of the game come in and share. You get access to products, you get access to other schools. We're joining forces with EPI, we've joined forces with ICON, we've joined forces with AS3, uh, direct action group, so we have access uh, there's reciprocity with our, our brands. Um, so we have an amazing network. Now, uh, so I come in there and I coach with you. So you essentially do your career with me and I do your, my career with you um, to make sure you're not stuck and you do have answers and a place to go to get answers. Beyond all of that, you then have access to the group, which these are relationships. Remember I was talking about networking and that everything good and bad will come through your life through a relationship? Then you have the group and those relationships that are expanding. Every time we get a new member of the league, every time someone else joins the group, you have one more person in your network. And we're all working get together to share opportunities and do our careers together. And so you ask a question, it gets answered instantly. You introduce yourself, you say what city, state you're working, living in. You're in a high-powered group of professionals that want to see each other succeed because our success is intertwined. The better members of Training Day and the league do, the more equity, street credit the brand has, and the more power being a part of it carries. So we're all trying to elevate each other because our destinies are intertwined. So you get access to the group, invaluable. Because that's when you say, oh yeah, I'm in Delaware. And someone's like, yo, I got a job in Delaware. I got a company in Delaware. That's how that works. That's how that happens in this industry, right? Um, so you have access to those relationships, invaluable. You have access to me for the rest of your career, absolutely invaluable. Um, and you have access to the coursework, invaluable. The fourth thing that's very important about joining forces with me on that opportunity is then I market you. I market you to the industry. You get, a, a, you get your own profile with your own picture, your resume, your bio in the back office of my website, Bravo Research Group website, which is marketed to the industry as a place to find executive protection specialists who understand how to do the job and will do it ethically, right? So then I go to the big companies or whatever company. If there's a company in your area that you want to get on with, connect me and them and I'll say, I know a place where you can find uh, high quality talent. They'll say, really? For free? I'll say, yeah, for free. And then they come in and they check it out and they shop the talent and maybe they see you there and they see the geographical connection. Boom, that's how these things work. That's how deals get made. So, then I market you to the industry. Um, and so now you take all of the power of my marketing machine, millions of impressions per week, seriously, and you put that behind your success, your visibility in the industry. Um, and that's why I say the executive protection success package will do more for you during your career than any other training you've ever taken. Many will copy that model, but that's the model right now. And just going somewhere to get training and then leaving and then good luck, succeed, 
It's a different model. I think this is the way training will be done in the future. Now, um, with all those things having been said, like I said, join me for a webinar. There's going to be a special opportunity in that webinar next week. Um, but if you're just ready to pull the trigger, go to Executive Protection Training Day Success Package. And you got to sit through the webinar before I let you in. That's just how it works. So, fast training day in a nutshell. There's way more to it, but that's just real quick, down and dirty. We have done two symposiums now, Symposium 1.0 and 2.0. Uh, 2.0 was a blast. It, we over-delivered. So if you're thinking like, oh, it's an online thing, it's not that cool, whatever, I dare you to go and try and get that thing done within two to three days. Bet you you can do it, all right? It's way more information than you think. It is extremely chewy, as we say. It's extremely potent. Um, I'm very, very happy with that product. So protectorsymposium.com, go check that out. That is a tool that's going to help, no matter what your demographic is, uh, help you become a better protector. The premise of the Protector Nation is to help us all become more willing, capable, and prepared to protect ourselves and our families and our loved ones. So Protector Nation is coming. Protector Nation is going to be, um, Protector Nation is gonna be like the, um, an online continued educational platform, membership centric, uh, for people who want to continue taking their protection game to the next level. Essentially, you go to a physical trainer to get a meal plan. This is going to be me and an unlimited amount of subject matter experts providing you with online courses that you'll get certifications for generally uh, that will continue helping you become more and more amazing at protecting and being harder and harder to kill and being more dangerous and being more willing, capable, and prepared to bring on scene accountability to your world and put a standard between you and evil um, and your loved ones and evil. Lastly, you've noticed that the, hopefully, the Executive Protection Lifestyle Podcast, yes, we have a, life, we have a podcast in this group, has slowed down. Um, and it has slowed down uh, because I've started another podcast and I try to drop one episode every Monday on the Protector Podcast. The Protector Podcast is just all about civilian protection measures and, 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 and tactics. Whenever I have someone on that podcast, it's all about just being a protector. We've had some amazing people on the podcast on that side of the house. So I don't want you guys to be waiting for EPL podcasts to pop up and be missing out on the Protector Nation podcasts. So go check that out, the Protector Podcast. And then EPL, obviously we're continuing, we're pushing, we're having more guests. It's been amazing. Um, and I'm excited about where that podcast is going. So thank you so much for your continued support and making this place and that podcast what it is, you guys. Um, and all this stuff is obviously, you know, funded by you guys participating in everything. And then I have a Patreon that a lot of you have really done an amazing job of supporting me in as well. So I, uh, I really want to say thank you to those of you who watch this webinar. I want to say thank you to um, everyone that's just part of the brand in your own way. Thank you for allowing me to make contributions to your lives. And thank you for allowing me to have access, you know, to you to be able to um, to enjoy these tools and to enjoy this career and to enjoy this life together. So this will conclude today's webinar. I want to encourage you to join me next week. And let's see, join us live next week on our webinar, How to Build a Profitable uh, 
long-standing career in the executive protection industry. That's going to be next Wednesday, September 16th at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. I look forward to hanging and serving you guys in that way at that time. All right, you guys. Take care. Talk soon. God bless and Semper Fi. Out. Boom. Yo, if you're a private security professional wanting to take your game to the next level, go to executiveprotectiontrainingday.com to check out my personal success package for private security professionals. Check it out, executiveprotectiontrainingday.com. And remember, y'all, hard skills do save lives, but soft skills get you paid. Boom. Boom. And to support this podcast, go to executiveprotectionlifestyle.com and contribute to our Patreon account. That Patreon account is what helps me make this podcast possible, contributing to this brand, what we're doing here, making it so that I can bring better guests on, making it so that we can plan more events and just expand the contribution to the private security industry and also to make an America a safer place. Do whatever you can, contribute whatever you can because it makes all of these things possible. Thanks for those contributions. Yo, and before we go, you know I got a shout out to the sponsors, starting out with Primary Weapon Systems, PWS. They truly are the evolution of the rifle. Use Byron for 10% off. Grayman and Company, the most comfortable tactical suits in the game. Use Byron for 10% off with them. Ballistic Theory. You're going to start seeing a lot of stuff with me in Ballistic Theory because they got good ammo for good prices. Use Byron for my discount with those guys as well. Last but not least, Executive Protection Institute. Hey, go check them out and get your executive protection education on. Until the next podcast, this is Byron Rogers, protected by nature and by trade. Out.